All right. Yeah, I have that sweatshirt. I have that same sweatshirt. Yeah. You wear it better. I don't know how. I yeah. think it's because it doesn't... Pill. Hello and welcome to the super colorful <laughs> original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast. I am here with a newly abdicated pod, former pod king fan favorite, Ian Dixon. Say hello, Ian. Hello, Ian. Hi. Uh, and I am the sound guy, Scott, from ScottCast. We welcome you to our show on this beautiful uh, spring day. I don't know if spring's going to last, but uh, I am excited for it. We've got windows open in Sunny Hamtramck. We're airing out ourselves mm-hmm. spiritually. We're airing out our buildings. You're preparing to just straight up leave your home yeah. for a new home across the way. It is a time of renewal and rebirth. Yeah. And uh, we have done something recently, just yesterday, uh, to signify this, to mark this passage in time, this change of era. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may know that we have had a hold of a collection of Jerry Maguire VHS tapes, and we've been holding it for a long while, if you've been listening. And yesterday, we gave them all away. Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> you know, it's hard to track them all down. <laughs> <laughs> um. But everything is terrible came in to town, and we we all got tickets to see it. We all stood in line outside at the ghost light mm-hmm. for for untold hours, waiting exactly last in line the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were the last ones to get tickets, but thank God we paid cash, and we were able to find some good standing room only seats to to admire their new film. Uh, it was it was good. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little psychotic. Uh, what was your impression of the film? What was it called again? The Kids Club. Kids Club. Kids Club. Already, it's like I'm concerned about having that in my history as something I attended. <laughs> you know, uh, it was fun. I mean, it was pretty in line with like what they've done. You know, the creepy kid show clips and uh, little, you know, the Jesus TV. Yeah, kind of slide in the subversive, uh, anti-religious messages to go along with their fucking band. (laughs) That was slipped in. (laughs) Well, I mean, seemed seemed pretty prominent to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how much uh, like child uh, marketed Jesus stuff you have to flip through to like find all the raunchy satan stuff but i mean they had a pretty pretty good uh selection i'd say yeah yeah they did <laughs> those movies always trip me out when i watch them because uh they're basically clip shows of thousands and thousands of vhs tapes uh stitched together in like three four second clips mm-hmm. and somehow they're supposed to work together they're supposed to say a story, and they kind of do, but it's really hard to follow. <laughs> and like at the end of the movie, your brain's just not tuned for things mm-hmm. in reality. It, it's tuned to a different reality, one where a puppet rides a dragon. <laughs> a puppet rides a dragon. <laughs> that was a good dragon. Um, at the end of the night, they called forth for Jerry's, mm-hmm. and we marched to the stage from the back. It kind of looked like we were part of the show, I feel. 
Yeah. Because we had so many Jerry's, me, you, and Bronwyn, we all had like these 15, 20 pound bags of Jerry Maguire VHS tapes. And we walked right up to the stage and, and spilled them out. I know when we were done with our spilling of tapes, that the pile that was there must have doubled, must have tripled. But then behind us was just dozens of people who had like maybe 20, 30 tapes each. Mm-hmm. And by God, at the end of the night, that stage was so full of Jerry Maguire VHS tapes that I earnestly have no idea. How they packed that all in the van? Exactly. Yeah. How do you, well, how are you doing that from city <laughs> to city? Like just the Jerry Maguire VHS tapes would fill that van. You know, there was easily 500 tapes mm-hmm. on that stage. You know, Bronwyn took some pictures. I'm sure we can get a good count if we, uh, you know, put our brain power to it. Like people count beans in a jar in the mall back in the 90s. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's very difficult to just even surmise how much how much they can carry. Plus, their puppets are all 12, 15 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> It made no sense. It didn't. I wonder if they ship them back. It seems like that would be exorbitantly expensive. Exactly. Because that's like, they they live in California. That's where they're based out of. And they're hitting like 20 cities. Mm -hmm. So imagine like, you know, shipping out 150 pounds of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Every time you hit a city. I mean, that, that basically would just break them even yeah, for, for, for their work and stuff like that. And I don't think they're going that way. It doesn't make any sense. But then again, nothing about these people makes sense. True. Yet things still seem to work out for them. You know, it's a very, how do you say, it's good to see them in the world Mm -hmm. that they exist and they can exist. And, uh, and I take pride in, uh, and having been there, I uh, stayed afterwards, mm-hmm. and because uh, you guys left right away, Bronwyn had an early morning, yeah, and also we were standing for three hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I stayed uh, at the bar because a bunch of friends were there, bartending and stuff like that. And uh, at about an hour afterwards, when everything was uh, left over, I approached the man on the stage as he was cleaning things up. He had a lot of... Apparently, they had all their own lighting and equipment that they bring around because he was fixing that up and now Jerry's were still just piled. <laughs> you know, they weren't even close to getting rid of them. And uh, I asked him about these logistical issues and he's just like, yeah, we just pile it all in the van. It's just three guys, everything in the van. And uh, they left that night, the same night for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So I imagine they tried to sleep in the van as well on a bed of jerry's on a bed of jerry's (laughs) you know at least a pillow of jerry's but that's the kind of life i think scott cast could have yeah you know if we hit the big time we could be the van traveling assholes you know and i want to do that i didn't get a chance to kick him in the nuts Mm -hmm. because he was on a stage and Mm -hmm. i was off the stage yeah i don't bend that way my hammies wouldn't have that kind of high kick it's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh 
generally unadvised to commit battery on a stranger. Mm. But uh, still, you know, uh, when I came home, I found out that I did not clean out all my Jerry's, that there were, that we have at least seven Jerry's left between us. And the collection starts again. Mm-hmm. We're going to wait for them to have another um, unwitting kids film <laughs> that they're touring around to promote Satanism. And uh, then we will give those Jerry's back away. Yeah. And since they like, there was like no chance to be recognized for our immense achievement towards this Jerry pyramid. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna break my back finding Jerry's. <laughs> um, like I had to go up to the guy and be like, "Look, I gave you 90 Jerry's. <laughs> Give me credit." <laughs> um. I found it at a liquor store. <laughs> you know, and he was, he just wanted to pack up and get going. Oh, my God. Imagine being jaded of that lifestyle, because i got to imagine. Mm-hmm. It's got to be grating after a while. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that, like, as, as I was watching them, because the show itself involves them dressing up in an all-over black uh, skin-tight suit. And then, like, taping large um, puppets to themselves mm-hmm. and, like, interacting with the, with the puppets that way. Basically, their body being the marionette. Right. And it looks stifling <laughs> at best. And uh, the video itself is just so full of schlock. It's so dense with, with verbal schlock and... Um, sound and and just bizarre shit that i gotta imagine they're going nuts in the backstage just like i don't know i don't know how how would you handle that like if you were doing that every night would you would you like uh put on some headphones and and blare metal while everything's happening and wait for someone to kick you and then you run out and get into gear or do you think you'd fall into the noise of it all and let it become you Ah, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, city to city, I feel like yeah, it would wear on you. Because mm-hmm. when I talked to the guy, he wasn't exactly excited. I mean, he was appreciative mm-hmm. and stuff like that. He might have known that I was going to try to kick him in the nuts. That's why he kept the high ground. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I would put tired as the main descriptor of this yeah. man. Um, yeah, because I remember when they came around before... Uh, they didn't draw nearly the crowd they did yesterday, and uh, but they were like running their own merch table and like pretty, like sociable and like happy to see people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was kind of more uh, subdued this time, and it could have been, you know, pandemic. They don't want to be all, oh yeah, in people's faces and shit. But I don't know. I think that was a big reason why uh, they chose to use the black suits and. Mm-hmm. Um, puppet route of doing things i think last time it wasn't all puppets for themselves i mean they were definitely like uh there was some puppetry going on there was some i know there was some puppetry but it was more like uh mascot suits okay yeah 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 
you know that could have been more of logistical on the van side of things yeah. <laughs> like let's not do 3d suits yeah <laughs> let's keep this 2d yeah so the we puppets were pretty them. pretty flat so yeah it's flat but huge yeah you know they did they did make up for it like they weren't just downgrading they uh they found a way to make it uh new again mm-hmm. so i appreciate them as yeah. as a troop and uh we give them the scott cast seal of approval and everybody loves that you know yeah okay that's enough of that so how would you rate this movie compared to the great satan um <clears throat> i think i preferred great satan but uh mm-hmm. it was it was a fun time i'm glad we went i'm glad we had a a uh tribute of jerry's to provide yeah did your heart race during that yeah it felt it felt really meaningful it did yeah it kind of was wasn't it yeah it really was a huge like a procession we were like all going up and yeah i'll send the line was brian one ahead of you or were you ahead of brian i think i was the first to go up yeah i was pretty excited (laughs) right i mean you had the best one because when you tossed your Jerry's on the stage, the number of Jerry's on the stage doubled. <laughs> <laughs> like that's got to feel good, mm-hmm. uh, being a few few places in line. Yeah, and then uh, just totally destroying the competition. Little did we know, of course, that overall we we're but minions in this army. Mm-hmm. And it was a turning point, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a big turning point for us in our lives. Yeah. You're, you're moving. I'm, you know, going going to get my <laughs> checked. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're growing up in mm-hmm. a way. Growing out, maybe. We are maturing into our, the full-blossomed uh, third-step Pokemon we are. Yeah. Like, this is our War Tortle, I think, to Blastoise phase. You know, mm-hmm. Ivysaur to Venusaur, um, Charmeleon to Charizard, etc., etc. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's just how that's just how life should be, you know. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't just go home after that. Like I don't know how you guys do it. Mm-hmm. How you guys wrangle the. Uh, the wherewithal to be able to have such a moment like that and then like whoop, going home all right enough bye <laughs> you know <laughs> i had too much energy mm-hmm. um so i stayed at the bar and uh regaled as many people as possible with the size of our jerry contribution <laughs> and uh stayed there till late in the night mm-hmm. and that, that's a, that's a bit of advice i want to give you uh give all the scott castigators uh, if you're going to be a drinking fool, if you're going to be a bar fly, uh, do it all night long and become friends with the bartender and the people there. And uh, you will find that you're in a cheers-like universe. <laughs> and uh, time pauses for a little while. And uh, you can be free in your mind to just just let things go, you know. So, yeah, this is a great turning point in our lives. I've discovered becoming a barfly, and you've gotten a house. <laughs> That'll be great. Um, let's see. Because it's not like therapy, right? To go to a bar and drink. But it's therapeutic. Sure. 
Yeah. If you're if you go there, I mean, like the idea that anybody who comes in and just be cool and stuff like that and mm-hmm. be friendly and uh, you will become friends with people and just to know that it's that easy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's a pretty uh, pretty good feeling i think you you're not much of a bar goer though no no you 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 tend to stay home and drink alone (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah you know it's hard to tell which one's more uh therapeutic (laughs) we should have a we should have a do a study you know (laughs) i'll get drunk at home Mm -hmm. no i'll get drunk at uh in public Mm -hmm. you get drunk at home and we'll chart it um and we'll see whose life improves the most after being drunk for X amount of days straight mm. in said location. You know. I think you need a uh, bigger sample size for that. We could just drink more. <laughs> you know? I mean, if we need to increase volume in some way, I'll find a way. <laughs> and I think that'll work. And uh, we'll discover something. Uh, David could be our control group. Mm-hmm. So, David, if you're listening to this, you can't drink at all <laughs> <laughs> until we're done. And you got to monitor your thoughts closely. That's the Scott Cast challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to join us in doing a challenge, just let us know what you're doing. Are you going to not drink at all? Are you going to constantly go to bars every night? Or are you going to uh, drink yourself to sleep? Every, uh, every single night. Let us know how it goes, <laughs> and we'll we'll tabulate it, and we'll come up with a correct solution to what the greatest way to perform your life is. Mm-hmm. You know, getting drunk at home, getting drunk in public, or not getting drunk at all. People say Scott Cast doesn't doesn't have a point to it. I hear that all the time, especially mm-hmm. on the street. They're like, "Hey, Scott, your podcast." doesn't have a point mm-hmm. why are you, why are you doing it like when are you gonna provide value to the world and i'm like hush child we are the value in the world and it's up to you to find it sort of like the seinfeld of podcasts are we it's about nothing maybe uh maybe it's like a more of an end that's in why itself. It's, that's why it's great it could be it could be that it that it's about nothing and that's why it's great um I think, I think Seinfeld like it's a bit of a trick, right? When they say it's about nothing, because mm-hmm. it isn't really about nothing, is it? It's always they always have a little. Subplots. It's always about something, but yeah, it's not uh, something trivial usually. Yeah. And these wacky characters, mm-hmm. but in our lives, we are the wacky characters. Exactly. Yeah, we bring it all, and uh, so child on the street, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm trying to censor myself just in case mom's still listening. Yeah. You know. And with that said, um, I want to talk about, you know, going to a bar. And most people you meet there are going to be great. But then some people are just going to be total. And you got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I knew this one guy. His name was. And he came to the bar. And you wouldn't believe it. But he looked me in the eye. And he said, I would. Your while your mother wa- and then she on the toilet, <laughs> and that's when I decided to leave. 
you know. Yeah. So take my advice for what you want. But uh, we're going to keep plowing along, and we've got so much more podcasts left. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, life is good. Life is so good, in fact, that before I started the podcast, I went to the liquor store. Um, I consider this a bar, a bar setting Mm -hmm. when we're podcasting. Yeah. But it's also a home setting, which is why this is why Ian and I can drink together at this point. But uh, I got ourselves... um, What's this called? Celebrante. Yeah, it's a blonde ale with champagne yeast in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea is we're celebrating. We're celebrating this this uh, auspicious occasion. Mm-hmm. This transition, this liminal month we're in. Mm-hmm. This march is it's the march of marching ahead, I think. And uh, I'm excited for it. So let's let's do a little taste test. Let's tell people how how this is. This yeah. is uh, where where is it from? Brasseur du Monde. Hmm. That sounds uh, Canadian. Probably. That or New Orleans, but since it has a Canadian uh, gold sticker on it, I'm going to guess Canadian. Imported from Quebec, oh. Craft Beverage Alliance, to McLean, Virginia. Okay. So definitely Quebec, Quebec-based. Quebecois, yes. Quebecois-based. It pairs well with uh, a fish, a clam, a shrimp, um, cheese, sushi, and lobster. We don't have any of those. Is this the bottle date or the Best Buy date on here? I hope it's the bottle date. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's October 2021. Uh, it seems to be tasting fine, so mm. I, I would bet, bet it's bottling. How's it taste there, man? Tastes good. It's a uh, yeah, it's definitely a a blonde ale. It's uh, like pretty light, but it's that champagne yeast. It's pretty yeasty. I like yeast. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. You know, yeast is basically the best food there is. It's got like a a bready note to it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a. A biscuit, like a sweet biscuit. Yeah, it does. It's like a sweet biscuit. Croissant. It's maybe a little fruity. Is that fruitiness I detect? Yeah, a little bit. Like a stone fruit. A peach. Okay. A stone fruit. Mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. I don't know <laughs> what it is. It's, it's either delicious or something that needs to get removed from the body. <laughs> Um, I like it. I like it a lot. I would give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> what would you think? What, 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 do you, what do you think uh, this gets? Yeah, it's good. It's, uh, I mean, it's not my typical, like, uh, variety that I would go for, but it's, for what it is, it's good. It's, I'd give a, I'd go a solid eight. Solid eight? Yeah. Okay. Not nine. Nine, <laughs> but eight. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, I think that that concludes this. Then you know that this has been a beer review. So last night it was a fairly expensive night, you know, but in a good way. 
Everything, mm-hmm. it wasn't that expensive. It's not, not like we were going to Madison Square Garden, right? Right. It wasn't like we were betting big on a boxing match. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to, got a night, got to see a cool movie and a cool experience. And uh, the best, most fun part about it was uh, seeing what everybody laughed at. Like uh, the things that just hit everybody. Because like, that seems to be what happened. It's like there wasn't a lot of like individuals laughing at certain moments, mm-hmm. which I would imagine because there's just so much on the screen. Mm-hmm. It was a, a lot of um, people are watching, people are watching. It's bizarre, it's bizarre, it's bizarre. Uh, something comes up and everyone laughs. Yeah. You know? And that happened pretty regularly throughout mm-hmm. the movie. So, yeah. um, very cool. I wonder if they uh, edit their movie and produce it by doing screenings and then like seeing where people mm-hmm. are laughing and how much. And they got to throw a punchline in like every two minutes. Kind of have a, like kind of a regular yeah sting. Yeah, something's got to work every two minutes. And I would be so curious to see if crowds reacted the same way. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if in Cleveland tonight, mm-hmm. they're um, laughing at the same points we did. I imagine they would. Yeah, but who knows? <laughs> and uh, I wonder if we could do a Scottcast like that. You know, mm-hmm. like we'll bring in every week somebody to just watch us and giggle. Mm-hmm. You know, when appropriate, and we can uh, start fine tuning our podcast like that. Yeah, I think you need to have a giggle meter. In, in comedy, I think mm. that's very important because yeah. uh, you never know what's going to be funny and what's not. And these people seem to have a fine-tuned giggle meter, mm-hmm. and I want I want what they have. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take I want to take them over. But uh, so, like every two minutes, we're just going to throw in a child Hitler joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's that was one of the biggest laughs. <laughs> Was, uh, you know, it's a bunch of fanciful stuff happening, right? And then the, a door opened, and, and it's literally a child, <laughs> full Hitler costume, mustache and everything, um, and, and doing the salute. And this was after, um, like, a significant portion where, like, I don't know how or why, but there was an adult trying to teach children how to do a Hitler salute. Uh, maybe it wasn't quite what he wanted them to do, a Hitler salute, but he was describing a Hitler salute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, put your arm up and uh, keep it straight and keep the fingers closed and a uh, 45-degree angle and hold it. Yeah, now everybody do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I bet I bet that was like a crowning moment because there seemed to be more laughs at the beginning than towards the end. Mm-hmm. There, seemed, there seemed to be some VHS fatigue, I think, happened. But uh, maybe that's just because we were standing. Yeah. And like I was just viewing it that way. But uh, anyway, point is, they've got a great racket going. Mm-hmm. I want their racket because I want to have nights like White Claw Gabe recently had. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there was a boxing match or a UFC match. I'm not quite sure which. You know who Masvidal is? Nope. He's a fighter of some kind. Okay. And uh, White Claw Gabe bet $100,000 on this man to win. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's had a losing streak too. So just last night while we were watching Child's Club, 
Kids club. <laughs> Kids club. Child club. That's <laughs> sounds even worse. Uh, this is what this is what White Claw Gabe was posting. <laughs> I just lost a hundred grand on Masvidal. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you betting a hundred grand on Masvidal? Just give me a hundred grand, you son of a bitch! <laughs> fuck out of here! I ain't got no hundred grand for you. You're White Claw Gabe. I thought you were loaded. Fuck! I don't care. So, uh, it seems like White Claw Gabe is loaded. Apparently. You know, he's got that. He's got that scratch to lose. Uh, I wonder how he got that kind of money, obviously. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, do you think you would ever be in a position where you could lose 100 grand like that? No. No? Not in your entire life? Not me, no. Uh, I I aspire to lose 100 grand that quickly. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is up there with, with a lifetime achievement. Uh, that's my bucket list item. Number mm-hmm. one is I would like to lose six figures on the world's worst worst decision and then make a TikTok about it. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that to work for me. But uh, apparently, it's a it's a difficult thing to do because you have to have all that kind of money to lose. Right. It's basically like losing a house. Right. Yeah, and then not caring, and that's a that's that's a level of baller that we can only get if we if we had a giggle meter here <laughs> to help us out. Yeah, um, or at the very least, somebody to somebody to constantly buy products from us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know which comes first. I mean, if we could get someone to fund zombies mm-hmm. for a hundred k. We're going to lose that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It won't be as quick as White Claw Game does, (laughs) but my God, it'll be more stylish. (laughs) I am sure we could find a way to waste 100K so quickly, and like even us wouldn't be able to like point where it went. (laughs) You know? Like, uh, We'll we'll buy like some crazy expensive camera or something that uh, we just end up breaking <laughs> in an alley in Hamtramck. <laughs> Gets stolen. Um, we we give it to White Claw Gabe, <laughs> <laughs> so he can act as Clint or Quint. Uh, I don't even remember which one's the full name. I need to get going on that script. It's almost spring again. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, what do you think? What do you think uh, if you had a hundred grand to spend on zombies? How would you? How would you lose that? Where would you? Where would you lose it towards? I would hire someone who knew how to actually do uh, practical effects. Really? Because you're really good at it. You got a natural talent. Well, you know, you've got that deliberation. I mean, on your on your side, I have good ideas, but execution's different. Like we saw how Ick ended up. It ended up great, by the way. <laughs> Though the worst part about it was just my cutting. No, that's what saved it. <laughs> if you had left in all the bad practical effects, it would have been awful. Uh, you well, gotta gotta have those quick cuts when you do sloppy work. You know, I mean, that's just what we gotta do. It's gonna be making this film is going to be like a giant funnel. 
mm-hmm. right? And up at the top of the funnel, we're throwing mattresses, we're throwing, we're throwing whole dumpsters worth of tapes. <laughs> we are just putting as much as possible because think about how everything is terrible does their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you source, if you like had a list of all the tapes, right, that they mm-hmm. uh, used to create their movie, I mean, it would have to be at least 500 tapes, right? Probably, yeah. Very bare minimum 500 because it was like a 70-minute movie and they were cutting every every three seconds. Yeah. And I don't think that's uh, excessive. Like there was maybe a couple clips where it was a little longer. So let's let's call it five seconds every clip. Let's see. We're gonna do some live on air calculation. So f- seventy minutes times sixty is all the seconds. Oh fuck me. Sorry. Uh sixty seconds times seventy minutes divided by five seconds each clip. Eight hundred and 40 tapes minimum minimum (laughs) minimum and that's a huge top of the funnel yeah i'm sure most of those tapes were boring because if they weren't then a thousand people would be out making compilation videos touring around and you wouldn't have to explain to everybody in the world what everything is terrible is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I had a solid five years in my life. And, uh, and for one of those years, I hosted The Dispatch, which had new people coming in to this room every week. Mm-hmm. And I had to explain to every single one of them why I had so many Jerry Maguire VHS tapes. <laughs> and a full zero of them understood. <laughs> 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 so they have to be doing something right and it's that curation yeah you know and that's what we gotta do for zombies we gotta throw everything we have creatively mm-hmm. at the top of this funnel and we will pare it down to a good uh 70 minute video little three second clips <laughs> three second clips <laughs> you know except for of course the david taint scene That'll be uncut. That's hunt. Well, he's already uncut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that gorgeous taint David has. <laughs> Unmarred. Tom Brady of taints. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, we're going to linger on that for a while because that's the payoff for the movie. But uh, we're going to we're going to rule with this tape. That's what we got to do. So, if I had $100,000, that's what I would do. I would just funnel it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I would give us each a $50,000 salary for a year. You'll take a break from uh, child therapy. Mm-hmm. And I'll take a break from whatever the fuck it is I do. <laughs> <laughs> and and we'll just, we'll just we'll meet every day in an office. Mm-hmm. And we'll throw ideas down. That's what I would spend $100,000 on. Yeah. Generating billions of ideas and then funneling it down mm-hmm. to the greatest 70 minutes we could possibly come up with. And I think I think that's the most sustainable way to make a film. If you don't believe that, uh, come at me, bro. Fight me. 
you know, email bag us at thescottcast.com with mm. your address, and I'm going to show up. <laughs> I'm going to hold, like, a lighter in my fist. Mm-hmm. I'm going to punch you so hard that you knock out right on your own threshold. They say that if you hold a, a lighter in your fist, uh, what it does is it makes your fist rock hard because uh, there's no space <laughs> in between uh, your fingers and your palm. Yeah. So it's all solid. So if you're holding a lighter and you swing, it's better than brass knuckles because mm-hmm. you're hitting with like a solid steel block. Yeah. I learned that on TikTok. And TikTok is a platform. must be true then. <laughs> it must be. I mean, this guy looked tough. <laughs> uh, but that's what TikTok is. It is. It's a large funnel up top where billions of people are posting small videos, mm. and uh, by virtue of ra- uh, the giggle meter, right? They're allocating uh, more and more space to things that get more and more engagement. And you turn it on, and whoop, you're swiping forever. Um, you're, you'll watch a hour of TikTok, and that will be that will represent a half a percent of a half a percent of a half a percent of total what's on TikTok. But uh, it'll be the cream of the crop, and that's mm-hmm. what algorithms do. And that's what we got to be as a filmmaker is mm-hmm. an algorithm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I selling you on this yet? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's not like I know how to make a film. So, I mean, you got the book, How to Make a Damn Film, <laughs> yeah. by Lloyd Kaufman himself. He signed it. Have you cracked that open for zombies? I, uh, sk- I skimmed some bits, yeah. Little bits. Had a few uh, learning situations. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, stick to the practical effects sections? Kind of, you know, your, um, your A lot of it's like production, like getting people to pay for it. Um, hiring non-union folk. <laughs> <laughs> what you gotta do <laughs> lord is anything lord is a social warrior but he's also incredibly practical <laughs> but, i mean there's a lot of it about like you know safety first and like you're not gonna pay them but you're gonna make sure that they don't get hurt you know so that's good because then you'll have to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair thank you lloyd for that bit of wisdom um so, like, uh, did he have any cool ideas for raising these funds? Because if we can get a hundred grand, I would love to spend a year with you in an office talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it was about like, yeah, connecting with people in the community who have cash and like throwing little fundraisers. And I don't know if that's my thing. Really, you don't. Uh, you could be like Batman, yeah. right? You could be like Bruce Wayne himself. Mm-hmm. You don't understand one uh, fundraiser with his party, and you'll never have to have a fundraiser again. <laughs> it's from the Dark Knight. <laughs> but uh, I could, I could, I could take the reins of it if you just tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what kind of parties is he suggesting we throw? Uh, you know, uh, like a is it hors d'oeuvres kind of kind of yeah, like a little cocktail deal. Cocktail. Uh, Definitely get them drunk. Get people, yeah, who are interested in the arts. Okay. And who maybe have a loose uh, definition of what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You definitely don't want people... Uh, they they got to have cash, though. Cash? So that's tough. Loose definition of it's what like, art means. Like, how do you... 
How do you pinpoint who that is in this city? I don't know. You know, I mean, Kresge Foundation, I think. You think they'd be like <laughs> all about zombies? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, it's got a social message. Uh, I mean, yeah, connect with people who connect with the message of your film. Mm-hmm. So this is about um, environmental, really, it's an environmental film. Right. It's, we have this guise that it is a taint film. <laughs> <laughs> because we need to sell copies. Right. Um, but if we get some... So what we do is we have a separate fundraisers. One where we market it as an environmental film. One where we market it as a pornography film. <laughs> <laughs> Which one will get more funds? <laughs> uh, one where we market it as like a, a horror film. There's, I think there's a pretty strong like horror community. Midwest is like a weird place for people like me, you know? I understand. I think it's because we're bottled up inside so long. Yeah. Um, like, the spring day hit today, mm-hmm. and I realized, like, all the thrashing I've been doing emotionally for the past couple months is probably purely because it's cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I could see people having much healthier reactions to it by, uh, by, by being born the horror. Uh, in these times, of th- these parts of the month mm-hmm. uh, of the year, and and then continuing later because it just works. But um, okay, let's throw these fundraisers. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I, I will plan a fundraiser, and it'll be hilarious when no one shows up. <laughs> and we could talk about that. Either way, we're gonna win. I'm excited. Um, we could throw the first one at like Ghost Light on like a Monday night. I won't even tell them it's happening. <laughs> um, I'll just be like, come to Ghostlight, give me money. <laughs> and they will. Because I think we can find it. We can wrangle up some rich folks. I know how to target rich folks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just uh, look out for people with very clean cars <laughs> and put a flyer under their windshield mm-hmm. wiper that says, uh, you could be the next big investor in a horror slash taint slash environmental film. You could be the next Harvey Weinstein. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 that, not, not that way. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a big, you gotta be, you gotta be uh, real. He was a big uh, impresario of the arts. <laughs> you got a lot of things going. If it wasn't for Harvey Weinstein, we wouldn't have clerks or Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> You like Matt Damon? <laughs> that you will come into my room. <laughs> but no, we're no. Uh, we'll we'll try to find. We'll try to keep our morals throughout this, and not uh, not get in bed with the Weinstein's of the world. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could think of, honestly, when uh, the Weinstein uh, topic comes up, besides all the Me Too stuff, is the descriptions of his penis this oh this always seems to be like the big silver bullet in these trials mm-hmm. uh it happened with like uh michael jackson mm-hmm. it happened with weinstein and weinstein's penis looks like uh like he's been in a burn accident <laughs> <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> and like a lot of women had that same description mm-hmm and uh, the way it works in the, the court is... You just got to whip it out. There's a lineup. 
And uh, all the women were uh, able to identify his uh, burnt crisp corpse of a penis. Um, so, obviously, <laughs> he was guilty. <laughs> you oh, know, man. Sheds a lot of light on uh, why he was such an asshole, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. But enough of this these dark topics. I've got some crazy fun news for Let's us. Let's get to some fun stuff. Want to get to some fun stuff? This is some fucking news. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you should have heard what he believed out. <laughs> All right. Um, the first bit of news that I kind of want to get uh, Ian's opinion on, because we've talked about this topic many a times. But uh, in Denver, there was uh, a box of human heads and a dolly stolen from a truck. Mm. They they were on their way to a medical research facility. Wait, wait, wait. the heads are stolen, or the dolly was stolen? Both. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of truck was this? Uh, it was as shipping things out to this medical research facility. Okay. Here, there's a lot of unknowns about this, and yeah. the article was explicit about uh, saying that these were unknowns. Um, <laughs> how many heads were in the box? Mm-hmm. How many heads are in the box? What's in the box? No one knows how many heads were in the box. They didn't get their own boxes? It was all in one box? It was a box full of heads. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, several heads were in the box. Uh, how many is unknown, mm-hmm. which I would think they would have a record of that. Right? I mean, if we we have to account for our money and our spending to the dime for the IRS, yeah. but these guys who deal in human heads can just willy-nilly be like, <laughs> it's a box full of them. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It's Why? like how they, uh, when you get canned artichoke, they're like, eight to twelve. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you get a range. Look, just buy more. It's about eight. I don't know. Why are you buying canned artichoke? That's my question. It says on the can. <laughs> um, the thieves took the heads and also the dolly cart, and it seems like uh, both are equally sought after by the police mm-hmm. and the authorities in this situation. It must have been a nice dolly cart. Um, the crime took place... Between 2.30 p.m. Wednesday and 9.30 a.m. Thursday. So this truck full of human remains was unaccounted for. (laughs) From almost a day. Starting in early afternoon. (laughs) The workday was not over for like a solid six hours for this delivery truck. (laughs) That was just left somewhere in Denver. Um, What else was unanswered? Who was driving the truck mm-hmm. at the time? Who was responsible for the truck? Unanswered. That seems like that would be accounted for as well. Exactly. It's, it's Who was on the clock? <laughs> Do you pay your drivers, sir? <laughs> who did you pay that day? <laughs> that will at least narrow it down. Um, and of course, whether the thieves actually intended on stealing human heads mm-hmm. or if they just swiped the box. Yeah. Um, of course, I don't know what you would use um, a selection of human heads for. I don't know why they're um, delivering or, or dealing in 
human parts by the specific part. Mm-hmm. I always thought a cadaver was a cadaver. It comes complete. Right. You know, but apparently you can get it like a, like a box of chicken thighs <laughs> at the at the old Meyer. I'm <laughs> <laughs> really like a box of artichokes because they don't eat, at least with the chicken thighs, they count the thighs. Right. You can see. <laughs> You know, they, they've got barcodes that know the exact weight of what you're purchasing. So I think what happened was the thieves were after the dolly. Mm. It sounds like it was a really nice dolly. <laughs> it does sound like a really nice dolly. You know, if um, you were transporting human remains, of course, you would but use if, a great if dolly. You're, if you're heisting in the middle of the afternoon, right? you can't just run off with what you're after. You got to make it look like you belong there. Okay. So they throw some boxes on it right and wheel it off do 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 uh-huh okay they're rolling it they're rolling it they're rolling to where they're going they're like what's this stuff by the way oh heads throw those out <laughs> hell yeah we got that dolly <laughs> <laughs> i believe that story 100 percent, except for the fact that nobody's found <laughs> these heads <laughs> Um, which leads me to believe the one that change I would make is they were like, what's in the box? What's in the box? Human heads. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Always wanted these. It's like opening a, it's like opening a card pack and getting yourself a Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that would be a great movie actually. Yeah. You know? Uh, if we need to get zombies done. Dolly iced. Yeah. Like, okay, so. It just turns into like real dark human parts trafficking. Yeah. It's like, uh, so we got this trio of thieves, right? Uh, we got the one thief who is the like the egomaniacal master plan. We've got the fastidious uh, guy, and we've got the brash, um, you know, uh, animal of the group. Mm-hmm. So we got those three people. And, of course, they want to steal the greatest dolly in existence, which is only employed by this medical research. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a, it's got hydraulics. It's got a radio. <laughs> um, it's, it's the Dolly 5000, you mm-hmm. know. Dolly Parton herself had a hand in designing it. Mm-hmm. And since everyone wants her to be president in this universe, it's, it's, it's worth an extra deal. But they steal it, and, of course, exactly as you said, they happen to have human heads. The brash, egomaniacal person's like, I'm not into this business. I'm not into human heads. The uh, fastidious person's like, wait, wait. We can do a lot of things with these heads. The darkest thing I just thought of right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll bleep it out. <laughs> but uh, imagine for a second, Ian, that this group of thieves has like a network of glory holes they operate. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> you do. <laughs> All right. But uh, imagine uh, that. The glory hole industry is very competitive. <laughs> How can they make their glory holes better than the, the competition next door? Sure, they've got this dolly that they've resold, but once you sell that dolly, 
Uh, your profit's over. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> with about eight to 12 heads, they uh, tape the heads to the glory hole, and there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It would be a good premise for a film. I'd say that. You would watch that? Glory Hole Heist? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... That's the title of the fucking episode. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have high hopes for it. I I imagine it would be pretty terrible, but... uh, It's like, how do you say no to that premise, though? Right? I mean, I want to know what happens. Right. Does the tape wear off and then the head falls like while someone's getting a BJ? <laughs> Imagine you're getting a blowjob at a, at a glory hole, Ian, as we're wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're getting your little beach and there's like a little motor under the tongue or something. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and uh, while you're in the rides, the rides of pleasure, something in the executive functioning of your brain sparks. And you kind of look down and you realize in the other stall, there's no shadow or feet mm-hmm. or knees, I guess, or anything. And you're like, what's going on here? And, you know, you wiggle yourself a little bit and, and, and the, and, and, and the, and, <laughs> um, head falls down. Mm-hmm. You know, a little, a slice of duct tape on the back. <laughs> It's, of course, a man's head, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what freaks out the guy. <laughs> that's a dude? <laughs> oh, this. <laughs> but, uh... I would watch that movie. I think, I think that if you I mean, you watched Horror Hospital, so... I did. <laughs> This would uh, mop the floor with Horror Hospital because it's got so many moving parts and it goes everywhere. So, but that's not the only weird uh, sexual story I have. And I, that wasn't even supposed to be a sexual story, <laughs> but it became that way. <laughs> uh, so here's another thing that's going on in, in life. Yeah. And if we get into business together writing zombies because we've hosted a few fundraisers, got mm-hmm. 100 grand in. <clears throat> then uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to think about this because uh, in modern workplaces they're doing a lot of things to keep employees. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they they want to like there's the beekeepers, right? They mm-hmm. have uh, live beehives inside the workplace. Mm-hmm. That was a great idea, and and these people they're a porn company. So what do you get? If you work for, say, a winery, you'll you'll get wine, right? If you if you work at a VHS store, you'll get some tapes. Mm-hmm. If you work at a porn company, I mean, they can't give you they can't give you sex unless you're in Nevada. Mm-hmm. So what this company did is they built a room with four pods, uh, and in those pods are VR headsets, lotion. And a napkin. <laughs> a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> it 
there's a guy <laughs> standing outside to replace the napkin. <laughs> um, and it is, of course, masturbation pods. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's have a little think about this. Yeah. Do you want another beer? Sure. So, there are these masturbation pods at these corporate uh, places, Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's some logistical problems that they have not thought through. Okay. Of course, it's a porn company. Uh, They make, uh, I think it's one of the streaming chat kind of sites, which is, like, interesting to see, A, that, like, they have, like, a bit of a Silicon Valley, maybe Silicon Valley uh, vibe to them. Mm-hmm. Where it's like uh, everything's all clean because, like, if you look at the picture, like everything's white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a masturbation pod. So, uh, I assume they clean them regularly, then, hey? Well, it might just be the new pictures, right? Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is new. The before. That's the before. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a that's a heavily windexed probably version mm-hmm. for their uh, corporate corporatees, but. Uh, a few of my thoughts about this. So this room, there's like four pods, mm-hmm. um, and like a general space. The pods you close, and like there you are. Take care of your business. Thirty minutes at a time. Yeah. So if there's four and only four, you know, you're gonna go into that room and things are there's gonna be lying. Mm-hmm. If like more than four people are taking a break at a time. Because right. this is not a lunch break. This is a masturbation break. <laughs> yeah, how does that work in terms of like uh, on the clock, off the clock? Do you have to clock out to use the, the break? Or is this part of the job? <laughs> it's definitely part of the job. <laughs> <laughs> Might be its own job. But, uh, ex- I mean, look, uh, like in the 18th century... 17th century, mm-hmm. when factories were a thing, and they were just starting to do scientific management, mm-hmm. which is just a fancy way of saying, how can we make people spit out more money for us? Uh, they they discovered that if you give people a tea break, tea coffee break, mm-hmm. that it makes them exponentially more productive because they're wired on caffeine. Right. So one of the first breaks um given by the industrialized world was a caffeine break mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure this was before like even lunch break mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah stimulants break right so i understand why they did that right uh if you have stimulants you work a lot harder yeah but and this is from experience every time i've masturbated in the middle of a work day <laughs> uh, the productivity takes a huge dive. Yeah, that's it for the day. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. <laughs> like I am satisfied. It's nap time now. <laughs> exactly. I have expressed my alpha intent on the world. <laughs> you know, if you want to be Mr. Boss Man, go ahead. I have released. So, 
I can't imagine this is going to work out great for them. Yeah. Um, if we were working together, right, and we had to share a masturbation pod, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think uh, we'd have to do to uh, keep things, you know, chill between us and make sure, you know, we both respect each other and, and our need for breaks in the workroom? Hmm. Like, do we do we not even mention that we're going to the masturbation chamber? <laughs> you know, we just excuse ourselves politely, and uh, with the sound of winking, we kind of know, but uh, we don't mention it. <laughs> or are we open about it? You know, like, ah, oh, look, this problem we're working on right now is difficult, and I can't approach it head on. So, <laughs> I'm going to go take a quick walk around the neighborhood mm-hmm. in, in heavy quotes. Yeah. And then you go to the masturbation chamber, put on your VR glasses, and have a wank off. Mm-hmm. What would you? What would be your preferred uh, social method of having a masturbation break between coworkers? Like, what would you say? I can't imagine a situation where that would be useful. Well, let's say we're writing the David Taint scene. Yeah, and uh, of course. It's, I mean, if we're going to be writing it well, we're going to have to be reacting to the material. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be great if we had uh, some like uh, models too, some 3D models to envision mm. the masturbation taint scene. Yeah. Uh, in in the VR room. <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine it would have to be a lot of rules, like at a gym. Yeah. Where if you you can't leave a piece of equipment all sweaty. Right. And I feel like more than the jizz, uh, the sweat and the other bodily kind of things are going to ruin the experience mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you're, we're going secondhand on the whole masturbation pod. Um, and you get into the seat and you're wearing a T-shirt and you realize like the, like the white leather is clammy. <laughs> You know, that's not going to put you in the mood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, it's it's a pod. And, like, during, you know, sexual congress, whether alone or not, there's going to be some release of BO. Yeah. There's going to be some pheromones. And in a small pod like that, uh, it's basically going to hotbox it with sex. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as a two-person team, I don't know... I don't know if that's fathomable. So here's what I'm saying. Yeah. Of our $100,000 budget from our uh, fundraising efforts, mm-hmm. I would think we need two masturbation pods. At least, yeah. For You know. <laughs> I, like, if I'm going to have a company with masturbation pods, like, it, it's like lockers in a gym. Y- yours is yours. Mm-hmm. You put your name on it. You get your master lock. And that's your masturbation pod. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I don't have anything to add to that. Yeah, that's how we're going to do it. That's how we're going to have our... I think if, if there's going to be masturbation pods, they should be individualized, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like, I would... I don't want sloppy seconds on somebody else's masturbation pod. Right. I would do it up just like a locker, too. Like, I would have, like, <laughs> pictures taped to the wall <laughs> of things I like. It's like Jeff Goldblum. 
and uh, I think that would be fine. But yeah, uh, I do think it would lower productivity mm-hmm. overall. Um, and we have to be mindful of each other and each other's needs, basically. So, with that said, I do have a new product to endorse on the Scott Cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you're not familiar with uh, supporting the Scott Cast, you could do it uh, one of two ways. TheScottCast.com forward slash AG. And that's if somebody else has sold you Athletic Greens and you want uh, to support us instead. Go to thescottcast.com forward slash AG. And let's say you don't want Athletic Greens. You just want to buy some shit off Amazon. Mm -hmm. This is what you do. You use our support link. Uh, You go to the page. And then you navigate to what you actually want to buy. You purchase that. And we get a commission. So that's, that's the structure of our sponsorship. And what we are sponsoring today is a masturbation pod. (laughs) <laughs> that's right this is a little enclosed space it might not say masturbation pod in the title because i haven't looked it up yet but if you go to the forward slash masturbation pod all one word um you will be presented with whatever the fuck i find <laughs> <laughs> and i guarantee you it's going to be a nice space to isolate yourself and masturbate it might not have the vr glasses or it might just be the VR glasses and a chair mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle of the room. <laughs> but get that masturbation pod and see your productivity either rise greatly or fall precipitously. Mm-hmm. And right into the Scottcast. See what it's like. You know? Are you going to have a masturbation pod in your home? Or is that what your bedroom's called? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't thought about that. Okay. I'll figure it out, though. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Keep us updated. We're all waiting with bated breath for the next episode when you finally decide whether or not you're going to turn a room into a masturbation pod. (laughs) (laughs) All right. One more thing today. Mm -hmm. Um, New York City has a line that's 311. Mm -hmm. Uh, 911 is for emergency services. Yeah. We all know that. 311 is for non-emergency services, particularly in New York City. Uh, It's where people register complaints. It's where people um, talk about the roads and the trash delivery and municipal services, things that aren't an emergency emergency. They call it in. And uh, this this year they tallied it, and since coronavirus has happened, one complaint has emerged um, triumphant. Mm-hmm. above all other complaints yeah. in the city. What do you think the biggest complaint New Yorkers have for each other is? I have no idea. Loud sex. <laughs> <laughs> by far. Mm. It is the number one complaint logged by uh, New York City's official 311 line. Mm. Um, they did a little survey of people, and they released some uh, some descriptions. And one person said... I cannot sleep with this Tyrannosaurus of sex upstairs. <laughs> you know, if you're unfamiliar with what that's like. <laughs> you know, imagine that with like bed springs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that has to do with uh, COVID 
you know? Yeah. I think that's to do with people getting tired of being uh, being cooped up for, for years, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're finally releasing. Uh, people have called uh, post-pandemic 1920s the Roaring Twenties, and I think we're on the same trajectory just with fucking... <laughs> I mean, I don't what are they going to do about it? Like <laughs> why is that a complaint? I mean, I imagine it's like a courtesy call, right? Like uh knock knock knock. Oh, just keep it down, please. Keep it down. Um you've got neighbors here. If you're going to fuck loud, fuck loud into a pillow. <laughs> right? Just shove a pillow over faces and mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. Um that's what I would do. If I was in that situation, I wanted mm. to be mindful of my neighbors, you yeah. know, because like when you live in a city, you you, you have to be mindful of your neighbors. Yeah. Where everyone lives in very close proximity. And uh, loud sex to some people is just like uh, distracting, mm-hmm. you know, they don't if they don't have a masturbation pod to go to particularly, like it might ruin their whole day to, to hear loud <laughs> sex. So, yeah, what I would suggest for those people, and I think with 311, um, should suggest fuck me. Should suggest fuck. It's hard to say stuff. <laughs> but what I think uh, three one one should do is send a peace officer mm-hmm. to the complaints apartment, complainer's apartment, right? Complainee's apartment or complainer. Start with complainee, then go to complainer, and bring a pillow with a belt. <laughs> and uh, one of the two. Needs to wear it. Do they necessarily know where it's coming from? I mean, like, I I know, like, you can kind of get a general directional sense of where where sounds come from, but, like, I don't know. Like, New York has a lot of, like, pretty close-quartered apartments. You wouldn't necessarily know, like, which... It's coming from upstairs, but is it directly upstairs? Is it over there? Is it? I don't know. This is where something like New York would have an advantage. Mm-hmm. Is there's so many complaints coming in? What you would do is you would triangulate hot spots of complaints, and <laughs> within these areas is going to be a dark zone. Mm-hmm. What I call the black hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that is likely where the sex is emanating from. Because mm-hmm. who is the last person to complain about loud sex? The person having it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, that's where they're going to be. Yeah. You know, like, like I'm sure you're hearing through the walls. Just call me master. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, send somebody up there. And I doubt that that person is going to be able to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, sex is a natural, beautiful thing that people do, and it's it's going to be happening at spur of the moment. They might not have an opportunity to strap the belt pillow to their mouths. <laughs> um, so I think the next best bet would for three one one to distribute belt pillows to uh, the surrounding areas of the black hole event. Mm-hmm. So people just strap them to their ears and yeah. Quit complaining. Yeah, or try it out themselves. Yeah. You know? Because uh, I think if we can get all of New York City to sound like a muffled sex scream, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would only do good for the city. And I'm not even running from air. 
But I've got all the great ideas. What are you complaining about? It's a free VR jerk-off pod. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's basically what a bounce and a pillow is, if you've got any imagination. <laughs> um, you can either buy uh, the item at thescottcast.com forward slash <laughs> masturbation pod. Or actually, what I'm probably going to do is it's going to be a belt and a pillow. (laughs) (laughs) Very cheap. And uh, I would love it if you guys would purchase it. So please, uh, go ahead and do that. And, uh, you know, guys, this is it. This is the end of the podcast. Yeah. We're we're a couple beers in. And uh, we've had a nice long podcast before. And I think... With a bunch of sex topics. Oh, it's a very sexy episode we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like, if I'm going to be dating again soon, I'm going to point ladies to this episode. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them, it's a little slow going at first, but as soon as I start talking about decapitated heads and glory holes, <laughs> strap on your pillow. <laughs> And uh, lock the door, or don't. Prepare for a wild ride. <laughs> so, uh, what did we learn today? Oh man, what did we learn? Um, well, it's been a transformative uh, week, I suppose. Very much so. Very and, much so. Uh, Big time. You know, after the, all this hard work of like slaving away and putting a little bit away at a time and just kind of stacking up, stacking up, stacking up. Eventually, uh, we reached, you know, uh, our moment and we're able to take those stacks of cherries and (laughs) uh, display them on the altar of everything is terrible. We did. And also I bought a house. Yeah, yeah, which is also the same story. <laughs> same story. <laughs> Copy paste. The <laughs> same exact length of effort and <laughs> amount of effort. Actually, <laughs> think about it. Um, what's important, though? Yeah, the Jerry's. Yeah, yeah. Your house is going to burn down in a decade. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those Jerry's are going to live forever. And that's very important. I, I mean, I learned, mm-hmm. particularly in this transformative week, that if I'm going to be drinking all the time, it should be in the company of others. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm not drinking all the time, so don't email me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doing pretty good. Um, uh, and that's what I was kind of thinking. It's like, uh, well, that's what I should do. Become a social drinker. You know how that's yeah. always an option on, uh, on surveys? Mm-hmm. Like, well, how much do you drink? One, two times a week, five times a week, socially, et cetera. Yeah. I want to be the guy who checks off socially. So It's for people who are in denial about how much they drink. <laughs> right. No, as long as there's someone talking to me, it's fine. <laughs> um, and uh, what else did I learn? I learned a lot about... Uh, fundraising, honestly. Yeah. I think that gave me a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. It's like we should do some Uncle Lloyd style fundraising. Yeah, I would love to like host a party here, mm-hmm. um, invite some patrons of the arts, mm-hmm. 
let's say $100 a head, right? So for $100,000, that's just a thousand parties. <laughs> that was party goers. Mm-hmm. But if I can get a thousand party goers at a hundred dollars a head to uh, come to my apartment, and you know I'll give snacks mm-hmm. away, but I think we could have a full year of time to dick around with zombies. Yeah, and because I think even if we did amass a fortune, snacks like extra toasted cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. You think I'm gonna skimp? You know, you think I'm gonna treat our investors poorly? Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna get them extra toasted cheeses. You know, assuming the supply chain's all fixed up. And we're gonna treat them well for a hundred bucks a pop. And yeah, we're gonna have that year. Mm-hmm. And I think even if we did a massive fortune for spending on zombies Mm -hmm. we need to keep it low budget just spiritually yes so we will lavish ourselves with the money Mm -hmm. and we will be rich people but the actual execution will still be dirt cheap (laughs) (laughs) and that's part of our artistic statement and that's what i want these investors to understand right up front they're giving us money to dick around for a year yeah and that's what it is okay so, so it's not embezzlement because we let them know up front. Hundred percent, hundred percent. This is thinking money. <laughs> this is because we can't have Ian burdened by the youth's troubles. <laughs> they don't even give him a masturbation pot at his <laughs> office. You know, it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs over there. It makes sense considering his work, but <laughs> you know, at our at our office for a year. I think Ian and I both deserve separate masturbation pods, mm-hmm. which is just an empty room with two pillows and two belts. <laughs> <laughs> Very cheap. Um, and yeah, all we would be buying is like uh, vegan food and beer. You know? Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll get a slab of bacon for Ian. You know, but. Uh, but I've but I've but I've been hitting that vegan food, so I'll get myself like a. I can't even do extra Cheez-Its anymore. No, you can't. I'm mostly vegetarian. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm vegan uh, only by uh, convenience. Anyway, that's what we learned today, and that's what we're doing on this podcast. It's been an hour and twenty minutes of fucking pure joy for these people yeah. listening in. And I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Do you want to be an investor in uh, zombies? Um, be be ready to have your uh, calendars marked up. Get ready to set a night aside. Get ready to set maybe a hundred nights aside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if we can only get the few people invested, but often, you know, we're going to reach that hundred grand mark. Um, I think we should invent uh, invent. We should invite Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. because i'm sure he'd be willing to put some money into this i mean we can make some uh why am i forgetting the name of the film what what, what was our cup out oh street uh, trash trash. we'll make street trash cocktails yeah we'll get that uh super cheap vodka that you almost yeah vomited out yeah (laughs) 
We'll give it to everybody. You can, you can pay a hundred dollars, and we'll give you give you one of those. Mm-hmm. It's called working on margin, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're gonna do it. I have more faith every day in our ability to pull this stupid film off, and I think that's mm-hmm. the main thing I learned today, mm-hmm. uh, particularly from watching Everything Is Terrible, is that look, it's all about having the gumption to do things and to make your reality real like be honest with people Mm -hmm. we're having a fundraiser to basically fuck around for a year (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and we're promising that at the end of the year we're gonna have a bitchin' idea for a very cheap movie (laughs) (laughs) and that's what it takes yeah are you sick of reboots are you sick of the lack of originality in Hollywood? I heard the new Batman sucked dick. New Batman sucked dick. Batfleck, this is your chance. <laughs> Invest in zombies. Be the hero again. Uh, what I heard from Batfleck, let's fuck it. We'll just do the whole ass review. <laughs> what did we learn today? But uh, what I've heard is that it's three hours of brooding Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. which is a fine aesthetic choice just yeah. by itself, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I would watch three hours of brooding Robert Pattinson. I'm sure uh, thousands and thousands of millennials in the, their early dating careers watched six to nine hours of brooding Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. in the Twilight series. At least this time, there's a bitch in Batmobile chase in the middle. Um. So that's fine, but it's three hours, it's convoluted, it's just darker and grittier. Um, It's all the same buttons you'd expect to be pressed. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have much payoff. Yeah. People are, the most, mostly the, mostly the think pieces I'm hearing about it are talking about how maybe Batman himself is played out. You know? Yeah. Uh, People don't want to see a wealthy rich man fighting criminals. They just don't. And uh, that's understandable in some ways because like, uh, imagine if Jeff Bezos was the one who tackled the tip jar bandit. I want to see that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. (laughs) I want to see him try and fail. (laughs) (laughs) I can't... Jeffy uh, trying his best to tackle a tip jar bandit. But use our, our ScottCast Amazon link, please. Oh, yeah. We're totally <laughs> milking that cow. You know? You can find me a better affiliate program, and uh, I'll use it. And uh, so that's a, that's a wake-up call to all you internet businesses out there. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason they're top in the market. Um. All right. So with that said, don't watch the new Batman unless you do. I'm going to watch it anyway. I don't think I'm going to go to the theater, though. I'm going to, yeah. wait. I'm going to wait that one out and watch it in here with mm-hmm. my pillow and my belt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it'll be great. Uh, so, uh, former Pod King, why don't you lead us out? Oh, sure. Uh, thank you. Hear from us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. Glory be to Scottcast. Oh, hell, Scottcast.
Close enough. Did we do that backwards? We did. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right.